Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me for another episode of The Financial Commute. I'm Chris Galeski, your host, joined by Priscilla Brem, Wealth Advisor here at Morton Wealth. Priscilla, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. You know, this year has been fascinating. Um, one of the worst years on record when it comes to investing in safe assets like bonds. Stocks have been volatile. We've had headline news with inflation and raising interest rates. Lots of things to sort of unpack when we're giving clients advice. But now we're heading towards the end of the year, and there's a number of things that people should potentially be doing like as a year-end checklist to prepare for next year and kind of wrap things up for 2022. Right. You've been advising clients through many different market cycles, times of volatility, you know, times of you know, just exuberance and excitement. You know, in context of this year, what are some of the things that you think clients should be thinking about as, as this year comes to a close and they're sort of wrapping up their finances for, for 2022? Great question. You know, there are, I think there are so many things to think about at this time of year. And, um, you know, the challenge is how do you balance that with all of the to-do list? Yeah, no. Right? Yeah. You know, okay, we've got the holidays coming up. We have, um, you know, all of the things that we thought we were going to get done during the year, but maybe didn't quite get done. And, and so it's, it's just natural to reflect on those things. Yeah. But in terms of thinking about financial and investment issues, um, one of the things I always like to suggest at this time of year is you say to yourself, do I feel better off now than I did last year at this time? Am I more worried? Am I less worried? Do I feel more secure? Do I feel less secure? And really reflect on why you feel that way. Um, and it would be completely natural to feel a little less secure because you've got double digit losses in the stock market. We have historical losses in the bond market. Gold hasn't been the traditional safe, safe haven. Um, you know, it's been, it's been a very tough year financially and emotionally yeah. for a lot of people. But the question then is, well, if I'm feeling less secure because of how the things I can't control did, right. what do I do, right? right. And um, so I think there are a number of things that you can do. One is if you're feeling less secure, talk to someone you trust who, you know, a trusted advisor yeah. and see if there are things that you should be doing. This is an opportunity to maybe do some tax loss harvesting. Mm -hmm. So tax loss harvesting is when you when you take an investment that is currently at a loss, yeah. you sell it, and you and you really just put that loss in your pocket. Yeah, you bank it. Right? So you bank yeah. it in your pocket, yeah. and, and you then take the proceeds and buy a similar or like investment. So mm -hmm. if things turn around, you can, yeah. you can benefit from that growth. Right. But then you've got that loss in your pocket, so that right. way you can use it in the future, right? Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, some people are saying, well, gosh, I have this piece of real estate property, you know, maybe a rental property, something, and I've had it forever and I don't really know that it's going to do much over the next few years. You know, a lot of people think that real estate will be kind of flat for a little while here mm -hmm. and I might like to sell it because I'm tired of managing it. Mm -hmm. So if you can get some losses harvested and then sell your property, then you, you know, you reduce the, the tax, right? Right. So um, it's not just looking at one part of your financial life, but 
the the whole of your financial yeah. life that really makes sense at this time of year. You know, it's interesting because I, I know we'll talk about a number of other topics people can consider thinking about as year end, but it's amazing oftentimes people that aren't working with an advisor, how they, they don't like to sell something that's out of loss. Their gut tells them, no, I got to hold on to it until I get back to even, right? But that, in some cases, can be a bad tax move or financial move, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, no one likes to be wrong, Yeah. right? But, you know, the fact that something that you bought went down doesn't mean you were wrong about buying it. Maybe the timing just wasn't there, right? And so I think it's important not to get too personally attached to money yeah. or to things that represent money, you know, investments, real estate. Um, try to be a little bit objective about them. It's so hard, don't you think? Oh, it's I mean, incredibly money... difficult. That's that's part of the challenge of our job yeah. is to is to listen and say, but you know, let's let's look. You're looking at this one aspect of the problem. Yeah. Let's step back for a minute and look at the all of the aspects yeah. of it, right? Right. And and if you don't have an advisor, I don't know how you have that conversation. You can't have that conversation with yourself. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Not going to happen. It's hard to take a step back. I mean, yeah. You know, when we when we look at money, there it means something to us. It, it yeah. helps us in our mind, think of all the things that we can use it to accomplish what makes us happy. Go on trips, help out family members, live a secure lifestyle. I love the fact that you said now's a good time to reflect and and challenge yourself on whether or not you feel more secure, less secure, because then you can make some strategic decisions or adjust your investments so that way going forward you can can feel more secure. Tax loss harvesting is a way to kind of put some money in your pocket to help help offset future gains so Mm -hmm. you're you're thinking long term about your entire life, not just one piece of your investments and in ways that you can minimize it. What are some other things that, that you think are important to reflect on this this time of year um, as it relates to finances and things that people can do before you're in? Well, um, one of the things that, um, you know, people who use credit cards, not everyone pays off their balance in full every month. And sometimes what will happen is you'll get what I call credit card creep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and meaning that, oh, well, you know, I want to do this. And so I'm going to make a smaller payment on my credit card. You get through a few months of that and then suddenly you've got, you know, a balance that's more significant. And so this is a good time to go into the new year debt free when it comes to your credit cards. So just just make sure, I think that's one practical thing that you can do. Check your credit card balances, make sure they're paid off in full. Um, Second thing is, you know, we are in an interest rate environment now that many people haven't seen for 10 or 15 years. I've been there, I've done this. But um, so if you have a home mortgage loan that's I'm going to say below three and a half percent interest on the uh, you know in terms of the interest on it. Um, I would say don't make extra payments on that right now. Advice. Yeah, you know um, that's an asset that you're not going to be able to replace in your lifetime. Right. Those low interest loans. Well, it's been so long since we got to earn anything on safe money. So, yeah, yeah. I mean. Just conceptually, if you're paying three and a half percent interest on your debt, mm-hmm. but instead of paying down that debt faster, you could invest it in like a 
three-month treasury bill, for example, or in 4%, you're yeah. actually much better off saving versus paying off. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, um, obviously that decision about whether you make extra payments on your mortgage is a decision that should only be made in light of, well, what's your philosophy about debt? You know, if you're going into retirement and you really, really, really don't want debt, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But I think for someone who's young, um, boy, that, that's an asset. Hang on to that thing. Right, right. <laughs> so we've got obviously debt management, but also yeah. taking a look at, does it make sense to pay your, off, your home off sooner or, or put the money to work somewhere else? You got tax loss harvesting. What about charitable giving? This is the time of year where often, you know, people look at the end of the year and say, okay, now it's time for me to do my end of year charitable giving. Yeah. They do it to institutions and causes that are near and dear to their hearts. Um, when you think about charitable giving, that that's something that's on the list. Well, um, it's hard not to have that on the list because if you have a mailbox, um, I don't know about your mailbox, mine is absolutely stuffed with solicitations from charities reminding me that not everybody is as fortunate as I am and asking for help. And um, I think part of the challenge with charitable giving is figuring out, do you give a little to a lot of different charities or do you give a lot to charities that mean really something special to you? Mm -hmm. So that I think is a conversation that's good to have you can have it with your financial advisor, but that's really, you know, maybe um, with your spiritual counselor or with loved ones that, that are part, you know, an important part of your life. Yeah. And think about, do you want to do impact giving, which is, you know, a lot to yeah. a few, or, or do you kind of spread it out? Yeah. Um, so that's a more of a philosophical thing. Yeah. But um, if, you're, if you want to hang on to your cash, yeah. You know, you can do things like donating um, appreciated stock and in lieu of donating cash. And for example, if um, you know if you bought Apple ten years ago, yeah. right, it's gone up a lot in value. So you could carve off a few of shares of Apple and donate those to a charity. Um, the charity can then sell those and get the cash. They don't pay tax on the gain because it's a charitable institution. And you avoid the tax by donating yeah. them the stock. Yeah, yeah. there's no yeah. income tax um, and you get the deduction. And then you've got a choice on what to do with the cash. You could either repurchase that investment and get a higher cost basis because you're buying something yeah. that's worth more today than yeah. it was 10 years ago. Right. So it maybe helps you from a tax perspective later on right. if you have to sell it. Yeah. Um, or you could hold on to that cash and do something else with it. Well, I, you know, I think that's one of the practical things that people can do to help themselves feel better if they're feeling nervous about what's happened in the last year financially. Um, it's fine to go ahead and increase your cash reserves. Yeah. Um, I think, especially if we're if we're going into a recession, and if and if you're worried about your job, you and I aren't worried about our jobs, but. Right. You know, there are many, many people who, um, you know, Amazon is laying people off. Yeah. You see headlines all the time. Um, save now and, you know, and uh, feel better because you have those larger cash reserves. So that's like, another practical thing you can do. I like that in terms of, you know, we're not, we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know what's coming down the road, but there are a number of signs that are pointing towards, 
you know, a little bit more pain in the in the market and, and the economy and potentially some layoffs or a recession. You've seen just over the last couple of weeks, a lot of tech companies planning layoffs yeah. or hiring freezes. So mm -hmm. it's definitely out there. Yeah. 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 Um, and then also on the list, I think I think you've also mentioned from time to time, this is the time of the year that if we do we do help out family members or loved ones with annual gifting. I think the annual gift limit is, um, is sixteen thousand dollars a year. Um, this is the time of year to, to per person per person per donee. Yeah, per yeah. donee. So if I'm married, my wife and I can give somebody thirty-two thousand dollars each year. But well, um, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, but um, this is the time of year that, that, that clients look at, at, at yeah. doing things like that. Yeah. 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 And um, one of the conversations that I have with clients who are thinking about making a gift, whether it's a cash gift or a gift of stock, is um, I think that the best gifts are ones where you give the gift freely without expectations without attachments to the gift. In other words, if you give no someone, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm gonna give you this gift, but I want you to pay off your credit cards. Is that really a gift, right? Or is that just kind of a way of controlling someone's behavior? And um, so I think establishing a philosophy about family gifts mm -hmm. is really important in terms of feeling good about the gift and letting go of the consequences. It frees you as the giver, and it frees the recipient as the receiver. Um, you know, there are others who have a different philosophy about, about gifting, but that's, that's the one that I think is the best philosophy, in my opinion. I'm glad that you brought it up, because, because it's not uncommon for our, our country to not talk about money with yeah. their family. But then as I've noticed with working with clients that are getting older in life, it's very important for them to pass around, pass down good values to the next generation, their kids and grandkids. And they want to pass along their beliefs and philosophy around money and giving and making an impact. And so right now is a good time to have those family conversations and to reflect back on kind of where you are and um, what you're hoping that money can do for them or the impact that it could potentially make. But then also sometimes being willing to take a step back and yeah. not putting rules around or yeah. restrictions around some of this. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, it's uh, passing on family legacy is, has so many facets and this time of year is one of those times when a lot of times we'll think back on what's our family history right holiday celebrations in the past and you know i remember when grandma used to do this or that or the other thing and um so along with passing on the legacy of financial values this is a great time of year to pass on the legacy of family history mm -hmm. and family stories and you know taking that dish out of the cupboard and saying do you know where this dish came from mm -hmm. you know um i have a white bowl that's sort of this footed white bowl, yeah. right? And that's a bowl that was on my family table every celebration for as far back as I can remember. No kidding. Oh yeah, yeah. and now that that same bowl is on my on my family's table. It was um, filled with my mother's Jello salad recipe. <laughs> okay. You still put it in there? Um, I don't think of Jello salad okay. as 
you know, high on my gourmet <laughs> list. <laughs> but I use the bowl yeah. and it triggers conversations. It's funny that you right? said that. The, the, you even use the word footed. Yeah. Every year around Thanksgiving, my favorite thing is pumpkin pie. Ah. And my family knows it. So oftentimes I get my own pumpkin pie. <laughs> I was too young to remember it now, but I hear the story every Thanksgiving. Apparently I was a little three, four year old kid with penny loafers and I kicked my penny loafer at my uncle and it flew across the room and landed right in the pumpkin pie. <laughs> and every year I hear about it. Yeah. Um, Priscilla, look, thank you for joining us today. I feel like we could talk for hours around some of this stuff, but, but really good advice in terms of being able to be patient, take a step back and reflect on, you know, how you're feeling this year. Look for opportunities when it comes to tax loss harvesting, yeah. charitable giving and the impact that you'd like to make, and even family conversations around money or potentially even gifting. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Yeah.